This episode of the Haunting You podcast is brought to you by Standout Marketing. Learn more at standoutad.com. Coming to you live from the Chamber of Hunter Studios. This is Haunting You. I'm your host, Keone Hutton. I'm John Shelton. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie Reed. My new goal is to make you laugh through your name. I laugh through my name every day. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the Haunting You podcast and happy March. It is finally March. It is finally time for Fear Expo. I am so freaking excited, but super freaking annoyed that my ship is going to be at sea and I'm not actually going to be there. But Leslie is super freaking excited. I can just absolutely see it in her face. <laughs> that's a that's a that scotch lot. talking. <laughs> no, I honestly though, Fear Expo is going to be amazing, and hopefully, you know, everyone who can can make it out and come say. Stop by and say hi. Definitely go say hi to Leslie. She'll miss you if if you don't. Uh, that is, of course, March 23rd to the 26th at the Owensboro Convention Center. If you didn't listen to uh, our last episode, our February released episode, Doug Sheldon came on and talked about all of the cool ass things that are happening at Fear Expo. Tickets are super cheap. It gets you full access to all of the classes, the show floor, and they are almost doubling the number of vendors who are going to be there from compared to last year. If you are anywhere in the area, take the time, go to Fear Expo. It's going to be freaking amazing. Can we really quick touch on the fact that that's not even really really a suggestion. Staying on Leslie's good side is more survival. (laughs) That is survival. That is key to staying on Leslie's good side is key to survival. And may I point out, John and I have survived being Leslie's friend for like, I don't know, 15, 20 years at this point. Oh, wow. In fact, 20 years. It has been 20 years. It'll be It'll be 21 for you and I in August. Yeah, like, holy shit, I've been friends for 20 years. High five. It it hit Ashley the other day, like, that her 20-year reunion's coming up. I was like, holy shit, where'd that hold? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I've got to, I've got to find some good scotch to get Bruce for (laughs) our our, our friendship drink. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) John, do you realize how long we've been friends then? If me and um, Leslie are at freaking 21 years. Whatever 1998 is. Whatever 1998 Do math. Is. Do math. 32 years. That can't be Did you do right. that math right? It's, no. I don't think no. so. No way. <laughs> I don't no way. think so. I don't think we met when we were like. 08, 18. Yeah, 25, 25 years. There you 25 go. years. <sighs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Happy. That's. Our friendship could rent a car. Our friendship could rent a car. I love you, man. Aww. I would hope not. <laughs> but yeah, so we're old, is, I think, is, is the thing that we are all having to come to terms with now <laughs> as we approach various 20, year, 20 plus year but anniversaries. We survived. But we have survived. And we survived by we... staying on Leslie's good side. So what we are telling all of you stay on Leslie's good side, go out to Fear Expo, say hey, stop by the booth, pick up a free sticker and hang out for a few minutes and you might even end up on a future episode of the haunting you podcast if you go hang out with leslie for a few minutes so go check her out march 23rd to the 26th at the owensboro convention center owensboro kentucky we hope to see you there 
So because I'm heading out to see it, I'm going to let me just be very upfront. It is December 28th that we're recording this this episode yeah, and it will be released on March, March 1st. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so some things may change. Definitely go check out the website in the interim to make sure uh, all of our everything that I'm saying is still up to date. That's fearexpolive.com because <laughs> you never know what might change between now and freaking March in, you know, eight weeks from now. But we'll see what happens. Either way, it's going to be a fun time. So go check it out. But that is not what we are here to talk about today. No. In fact, we really. Okay. So I'm really excited. And I'm also. But I'm also really depressed because oh, my ship is wow. going to be at sea again. while the candle lighters are building their 2023 haunted house which means I don't get to help with the design and build process, which is like my favorite part of the process, honestly. I enjoy acting, but I love to create the haunted house. And I'm you very do. disappointed that I don't get to be there. I told so, you. Well, actually, no, I don't want to say that. <laughs> it's okay. You told me multiple times not to join the Coast Guard. I have seven and a half years left. It's We'll, we'll remedy it in seven and a half years. <laughs> in the meantime, that point, I'm though, not sure it's a remedy. <laughs> yeah, as much as a I've survived. Fast. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, to help heal my wounded heart over missing all of these awesome things, and particularly the build season for the Candlelighters Ghost House, which I hope to participate in again next year, we will. Well, what I really want to do today is start working on a character that I can use at the Candlelighters Ghost House because I'm not going to be able to be able to be there for the build. I want to be there while it's running. And I want, I had an absolute freaking blast being a Q-line actor and walking the midway with Mortimer and just entertaining and interacting with people in a very unscripted way. It was a freaking blast. I want to do that more. But I want Mortimer's fun. I will still take Mortimer out. No question. Absolutely. He's still going to come. But I think it would be really awesome to bring out the, um, the stilt skills that I developed for the Wendigo and work and build a character around that that fits in the new theme for 2023. Plus, it would give me some good practice on the stilts, which I'm going to, you know, got to keep the skills up for the Wendigo. Sure. And the more practice we have building stilt characters i think will be beneficial as well as we try to make our window go um i'm gonna say more impressive than our first iteration okay i think it's legit so i want to take some time today and start developing a new character a new stilt character that we can use in this new theme do you have their basic outline I do. 23. <laughs> I we, do. we can't build a character until we make sure that it fits within their 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 and I gotta and I gotta tell you to it's have. top secret. It's still top oh. secret because it hasn't oh. officially been announced. But by the, the time March 1st comes around, it will okay. have been announced, and I think we're we're okay to to, to and go if it this. hasn't there might not be a March episode. Or I would just cut out all of this about how we're talking about how it's for the candle lighters. And we just developed a character that would fit into this new theme. And oh my God, I am so freaking excited for this new theme. 
they are doing a New Orleans Bayou voodoo Ooh. type theme. <laughs> nice. Holy <laughs> shit, it's going to be fun. Okay. Some of the best you get a base start on Dr. Fassi, uh, Fassi <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like maybe you should have oh that exact God. laugh, actually. <laughs> Kick your pitch up. Huh. <laughs> oh, Bingo. Ah. That actually hurt my throat a little bit. Excuse me while I need to drink some whiskey. <clears throat> Cheers to that. Yep, everybody drink it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean. We have voodoo. We have witchcraft. We have swamp bayou swamp thing. Like there are so many different angles we could take on this. Hell, werewolf. Like they're talking about potentially using uh, like werewolf characters inside the house. So really, we have a a wide range of directions we could take this. Leslie, I'm gonna I've got to kick it over to you first because uh, you are probably the closest thing we have to a specialist on like voodoo lore and legend etc so so while i am far from an an actual (laughs) there's a lot of fodder there's a lot of baselines um voodoo as a term giant freaking uh the doll. What are the, the poke it with a stick? You know, poke it with a voodoo, the voodoo doll. The voodoo doll. Okay. Yes, voodoo doll. <laughs> There's one. <laughs> we could just make a giant freaking voodoo doll. <laughs> that was pretty good. You got pretty far into it without swearing. That was pretty good. <laughs> Give me something so, one of the first things Frank. that 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 I will say when doing a concept like voodoo, which is a very, very generalized term for a number of Afro-Caribbean religions that are practiced in the southern regions, uh, Florida, New Orleans, Louisiana, Mississippi, all these areas have these iterations. One of the first things I would do is do some research. You don't want to come across as completely insensitive and clueless. There's been a lot of misappropriation of voodoo, vodun, hoodoo. There's, again, there's a lot of different terminologies that in some cases can be used interchangeably and in other cases cannot. So New Orleans has a very, very long history of voodoo. um, Very, very well known across the state and definitely in the city. Absolutely a wealth of inspiration make sure that you are giving care and thinking about the community that does participate in these religions as you go about building a character a theme and a haunt surrounding this so a lot of things to do a lot of pitfalls potentially um you know again in the haunt industry we get a little bit of a pass to some degree in some places and in some ways but with that said, you know, again, you're doing this, you're building these for your community. Don't piss your community off in the process. Indeed. And particularly because one, not our haunt. This is, this is something I want to use as a guest actor. And so I will be taking the extra step of like basically getting approval from them before we commit any resources to this, because we want to make sure they're on board with uh, whatever image that we are trying to present. And as always, I think it is absolutely critical to keep audience in mind. 
what most of the haunts that we designed, you know, we're looking to scare the crap out of the 18 to 21 year old frap kit. Like that's, that's our typical audience. The candlelighters audience is not that it is much more family friendly and designed for a younger audience. And so we need to be cognizant of that as well. Keeping that audience always at the forefront as we, uh, as we're designing. Another thing about said, the area I still want to bring in the skulls. region. Well, and, and again, there's a lot of common themes that are, lack of a better word, that are common throughout voodoo, voodoo, hoodoo. So what you use, there's still a lot of ways to go about doing it <gasps> and doing it we could, politely. We could get skulls from panic mechanics. Yes, we could. <laughs> panic mechanics is a uh, a former sponsor of the haunting you podcast i met them at fear expo they make the freaking coolest looking resin animal skulls freaking ever sizes all the way from like little itty bitty turtles all the way up to they have a bear and just extremely high quality and because it's resin they're extremely durable and perfect for use in a costume so i'm gonna start looking <laughs> continue less Yes. So another thing that this particular theme allows for is, you know, you're 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 looking at New Orleans. There is so much haunt history in New Orleans. Monsters, oh, yeah. cultural monster characters. You've the, the entire French Quarter. I swear to God, is haunted. <laughs> like no question. There's just no a lot of there's a lot you can do. Um, especially if you're on the fence and you don't want to be offensive. Um, so one of the things, you know, just Googling <laughs> New Orleans monsters, <laughs> you get a top five list. And the first one is the um, Rougarou or the Loop Loop Guru. And that is the um, New Orleans version of Werewolf. Yeah, that, that would actually make for a pretty cool stilt costume as well. Plus, I'm, plus, it wouldn't be as it wouldn't be too difficult to modify. Like, we could turn it into a Wendigo down the line, very easily, Re- replacing just pieces of it. Yeah, essentially, drop the fur, replace the skull, or drop the long shaggy fur and replace the skull. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or even just pop the antlers off. That's. Uh, Keep, okay, keep going. Other monsters, but I, I am okay. So other idea. monsters, um, there is also from the early 1900s um, serial killer that they had titled the Axeman. Uh, he actually shows up in season three of American Horror Story, but a very very Jack the Ripper like um, character multiple murders uh basically 1911 to about 1920 uh slaughtering whole families in their beds at night dun 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 so that's one of them you have madame marie delphine lelaurier who was um, again another serial killer and she actually lives off of the french quarter and potentially her or her husband were responsible for murdering at least 12 of their slaves. And then there's an unknown arsonist. Wait, wait, wait. In and the 1970s. So, something you didn't mention about uh, Lelaurier 
her house, which still exists in New Orleans, is considered uh, the yes. most haunted mansion in New Orleans, which is saying something. Yes. Very much so. And potentially was the inspiration for the haunted mansion attraction at Disney Parks. Which is one of my favorites. Yes, as it should be. Uh, Y'all can't tell, but there's a haunted mansion poster on my wall. (laughs) So arsonist in the 70s as well. And that's just, you know, one tour company's listing of the top five. There are a great many more. You know, literally Google is your friend. (laughs) And and I'm, dig- I'm digging the werewolf research. idea. I'm digging the werewolf idea. I'm, and I think keeping away from like people would be to our benefit here. I'm thinking something yes. a little bit more fantastical is probably a better direction to go just because of the more family friendly aspect. Plus mm-hmm. I want to bring my, plus I want my, I want to bring in the stilts and like serial yes. killers are, are terrifying and all but not particularly family-friendly, gasp. And there are very few of them who I think still to be appropriate for. <laughs> I'm a little disturbed. Well... Leslie, Leslie, don't give me that look. <laughs> <laughs> but serial killers are fun. Serial killers are fun, but again, not very family-friendly. So, Let's see who else we got. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of monsters. French Quarter Ghost. Which one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's what so I'm on, I'm on NOLA.com. Ghosts occur across the globe, of course, but there's no place as crowded with wandering spirits as the French Quarter, where ghosts are as thick as the pigeons in Jackson Square. <laughs> okay. I'm in a site called the Exemplar because they had a Louisiana urban legends, monsters, and haunted places. And their first picture is a guinea pig. What? <laughs> Exactly. Tell me more. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how the guinea pig fits in. Okay, so we go with that. They're terrifying. Guinea pig. No. Guinea Ooh. pigs are adorable. <laughs> uh, which is a a, so here I am. Now I'm on peachtown.org looking at the quote nine scariest Louisiana monsters from folklore and legend. I was okay. just on that one. Uh, which is, of course, vampires. Of course. You don't want to turn this into a true blood dress up party. Ooh, <laughs> Kuchamar is a monster that leaps out of children's dreams and rides their back. Children can see and hear everything that happens, but they're unable to move. <laughs> Sleep paralysis. That's weird. Or the Grunch. Legend says a group of albino dwarves isolated themselves from society in the woods just outside New Orleans. After years of inbreeding, their appearance became less and less human like, resulting in what people now call the Grunch. Except they're dwarves. That's, that's less helpful. A honey Island swamp monster. Huh. It's a hybrid mixture of escaped circus chimpanzees and alligators, which now lives in the swamp of St. Tammany Parish. I like the sound of this one. <laughs> I, I like ghost alligator, honestly. I kind of like the sound of that. People claim he leaves behind webbed footprints and mutilates wild boars. What about? I'm sending you guys something mostly because I can't pronounce that. But Kay, this goes along with your, your werewolf idea. There's the Rugaru again. Is that what that is? I don't know. Did you just mm-hmm. where'd you send it? Oh yeah, that's what I sent. Oh, I see it. See. Yeah, Rugaru. Ooh, that's a fun one. What'd you find? Uh, it, well, sorry, it was a ghost alligator again. <laughs> I, I like this one. I, I mean, <laughs> you can't go wrong with a ghost alligator. Did I I've told you guys about uh oh shoot, what's his name? Claude. Drive a bus through that pause. <laughs> 
<laughs> I told you guys about Claude, right? The albino crocodile at the San Francisco Museum of Science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Albino, yeah. It's an albino crocodile. And yeah. like, you want to talk ghost crocodile? Holy shit. Yeah. That is a ghost crocodile. Awesome. It's freaking cool. It stared at my eight-year-old like it was a snack. Like, <laughs> I think it was. I mean, your eight-year-old is about snack size for those guys. Yeah, I was going to say. Exactly. Okay, so ghost albino. I like it. Okay, alligator costume. I'm on it. Ooh, I could be a big old pot of gumbo. <laughs> when I was not going where I was expecting it to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're done. I think we found it. We got it. We got it. That's it right there. <laughs> uh, there's so many people listening to this like these idiots. <laughs> or or thinking literally poor Leslie. There's there's definitely some poor Leslie in there. I can't believe she has to put up with those two. Uh, that's fair. Come out to Fear Expo and then you can talk about how much you feel bad for her. I'm, I'm sure she'll appreciate it. <laughs> okay, I'm on it. Gumbo costumes. Gumbo costumes. Make sure you spell it gumbo, not dumbo. Well, Indeed. either way, the first few results are all gumby. So that backfired. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what? That's not, that serves me right. That's that yeah, that, right. that's what you get. <laughs> I deserve that. So I think the two really the two big I'm gonna say fantastical creatures that we're we're finding in our research is really like the honey island swamp monster and the loop guru. Everything else, um, you know, you have your ghosts, you have your witches, you have your vampires. Sure. But I think the two that kind of fit what we're, what we're looking to do, I think those two best fit what we're kind of, what we're, what we're kind of thinking. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Good. And again, that gives us a lot of play room. We can draw on some additional, additional related themes and creatures to mm-hmm. flesh it out and while still keeping it, you know, tied into the theme. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, which do you think would be better? I mean, I, I have to keep going back to, you know, Sanguine, especially since next year will ideally be my last year here in California and we'll be headed back east to uh, and be able to run Sanguine Creek Estates again. Hell, wherever I end up, I'm hoping we'll be able to run Sanguine Creek Estates again. <laughs> so I really want this to be something that we can we can build on when we get back to SCE a year from now. Well, a year from then. So a year from now, is that a year from December or is that a year from March? What are we talking about? It's a year from like next. The sweet frogging through time is not for me. Tell me about it, dude. Oh my God. Tell me about it. (laughs) So I'll, I'll be transferring again in the summer of 24. So October of 24 is the next time we'll have an SCE possibly open so what do you guys think would be the better one to well but then again we also have likely the haunted ship next year and there's no reason i couldn't bring my stilts creature onto the ship except i don't i think i'd be too tall to actually fit inside the ship i anywhere. think that would be hazardous. <laughs> you could totally I mean, use that between the height and your step overs i well, it's I not like I'm going running through the ship, but I mean, we could totally turn like the uh, you, you one of the hangers. Try that claim again. We could turn because one of the hangers into a swamp, buy. and I have us, and well, we can yes. be a swamp creature inside there. Like, I don't see yes. a problem here. That, that 
that's not the problem. The problem is, is I don't buy the fact that you're saying you're not going to run through the ship when you're dressed in costume if something happens. You are one thousand percent going to run. Not if I'm ship. on stilts. I, I know my limitations. Yes, but it's it'll be Halloween. <laughs> You'll be in your own home. You'll be excited. Plus, let's let's be honest. Like when I'm running a haunt, my ability to act is much more limited because I'm dealing with running the haunt. So you will be running. I'm definitely going to be running. Not yes. be in stilts. That's what I'm saying. I I need to keep whatever costume I end up in. Need I need to be able to go running off in it. I think there we just need to factor in some. So we'll just we'll just yeah we'll just ignore ignore the ship for now. <laughs> I see she a got lot rid of, of the ship, but not the stilts. <laughs> no, no, I'm the I'm I'm adamant about the stilts. Stay. The stilts have to stay. And I'm kind of leaning toward like doing a loop guru over like a swamp creature because I think that might be more Wendigo-esque. The werewolf cross yeah. the swamp thing. Doesn't need to be, I guess, but that, that's kind of where the direction, because I mean, swamp versus forest, like, is it that big of a difference anyway? Swamps not where you, scarier. not where SCE is. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, if we use, like, I'm picturing, say, the sniper ghillie suit kind of uh-huh. like, okay. bagginess. Yeah. And something like that, okay, so I think would work for either a swamp or a forest. Yes. So here's an additional thought. We have the Wendigo. The Wendigo needs some work. Yep. But it's a solid character and it's built okay. into the plot. Yep. SCE has the ability to grow. So why not trial a different character that can play Ooh. off of the Wendigo for SCE by trialing it here and then that's deciding what can too. move over? Yeah, actually. Yeah. It's not a bad point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, because... that's, a, that's a solid point. I mean, and in and fact, having more than one two... creature at SEE would probably be a good idea. <laughs> well, everybody can get a break because we can trade out between monsters, or yeah. we can have both of them. So we've got an additional high point right. scare, or it just gives us a little bit more flexibility for each storyline of like, hey, we want to do this monster, or we want to do this monster. Sure, sure. With that argument, what are you leaning toward? A monster. A monster. Wait, you want to do the swamp monster? Yeah. Who doesn't love the good swamp is already. <laughs> Ruguru is always already pretty close to the Wendigo. And to some degree, there is some indication of lore that the Ruguru is kind of the Bayou's iteration of a Skinwalker or Wendigo. Sure, I buy that. So I'm I'm kind of going with Swamp Monster right now. I think think Swamp Monster would be more fun to build. Yeah, (laughs) That's actually a solid point right there. I wonder what a ghillie suit costs. Um, on <laughs> Amazon, a, probably not a whole lot. Probably not. Again, I love yeah, this part for the list. What Amazon has to say. <laughs> you got them 26 to 60 Actually, bucks. Yeah, I was say, a, less than 100 bucks is not bad. No. Holy we shit. This reach might out to you to get us a free ghillie suit. <laughs> I kind of want one for the summer just to scare the crap out of the pup. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, you're terrible. That's you're just gonna hide in your Get the crap out of your puppy. There, there is a haunted. I'm pretty sure there's a haunted house vendor that. Yeah, because I, would... I know I have seen one somewhere, and I would love to support a 
a haunt mm, vendor haunt based uh-huh. yeah exactly rather than just going off of who has the best ghillie suit around fright Come props on. what fright props doesn't carry ghillie suits do they Can not anymore saying amazon okay. couldn't use your money yes actually they're struggling right now okay <laughs> i couldn't even finish just it. keep digging that hole john just keep <laughs> shoveling it I, I couldn't if anyone at Amazon that. is listening to this and wants to uh, sponsor us, we are yeah. willing to sell our souls. <laughs> like, we, we don't have it will require actual money. It will. So it will definitely require actual money. <laughs> so wait, what would okay now? What would Nala's reaction to you in a ghillie suit be? Indifference. I suspect <laughs> that would be most cats. Yeah. I'm just like it might be a like, little bit of. Like, you're making weird sounds. What is this? Whatever. I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> You're not sitting in your office chair. That means it's mine. This yeah. is dumb. Yeah, Moving exactly. <laughs> like, seriously, the number of times a day that I have to evict her from my work chair, put her on my comfy chair, is just ridiculous at this point. <laughs> like, have you seen if there's... the... It's like a cat cabinet for work at home. A cat cabinet for work at home? I need to find it. I'll look. I'm I'm a little bit afraid now. Cat, cat. <laughs> okay, so we use a ghillie suit as kind of the basis of of the Swamp Thing, but we're going to need. We're gonna have to like flush it out. A, we're gonna need more than just that. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's start with two. let's start with the head. What do you mean? What do you mean two? Well, you're on stilts. We're gonna. I, have to I mean, a, an extra pair of pants. Yeah, an extra pair of pants. I think yeah. will will take care of that. Well, and. If you're doing stilts, you're going to do crutch, walk, crutch, crutch walking too? I, I think probably. And then you'll need to extend your arms. Well, then you'll well need to I can. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. Like, if I'm carrying something, I can use that as the crutch instead. Like, it doesn't have, the crutches don't have to be my arms necessarily. Okay. It could be a prop. But I think okay. it would definitely be beneficial to have that extra, like. Stability. Things. Stability. Exactly. Just because. I intend to be walking on a midway surrounded by people. And if someone bumps into me, I prefer not to just fall over, you know. It's the world's <laughs> most giant doctor. <laughs> Dude, we should do world's most giant doctor. It's world's most giant doctor, yes. <laughs> world's most giant Hawaiian doctor. I love it. Do you remember when we did, what did, what did you say? Do you remember when you were the top people ran? <laughs> oh god i'm sorry which which is kind of what we're which is only a little bit what we're going for yeah a little bit so what does the what does the face of a swamp monster look like well it depends on what its basis is that's why i'm asking where which way which direction do we go okay do you know what swamp thing is yes do i know what swamp (laughs) thing is it's a comic book thing so i'm just just throwing it out there yeah i i mean you're talking something like kind of fishy scaly no nose mm-hmm. right like that that that's level not swamp thing no that's not swamp thing how dare you talk about swamp thing that way Kay? got gills you got gills damn it how did i get end up on adobe stock photos <laughs> <laughs> that is not helpful i want google all right there is swamp thing for you and leslie there's your cat nick that's kind of what i said like what swamp thing. scales what? limited not, nose there are no, there are no scales what are you talking about <laughs> Oh, it faces scales. No. What? He looks very fishy. Uh, Something looks fishy about this. You just 
Yes, you I went there. Had to go. You just I had to. I had to. Very upsetting. I personally think having something with a little more hound-like snout would be better than something like more flat, like Swamp like has, Thing has. What if it has no face, just eyes? I mean, that's a possibility, but that's the kind of thing that's really hard to get across yeah. in bright light. And that, like, and I think that's going to be part of the struggle of this. If it's going to be used all on Midway, then the level of detail has to be much higher than we would higher. use. I was picturing mostly a, dark. Think, our think of Swamp Thing like a leafier Groot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I buy that, but I don't like Groot's head. Like, Ooh. I think... So you don't have to do Groot's head. Just Granted. think of like Groot, but leafy, and with, a, with like a person's body. I am Groot. Really? I am leafy. <laughs> we need the. We need like. What a about? Right there. Would you call me? So one we of the big like things they shot. say about Honey Island Swamp Monster is that it's a hominid cryptid. Hominid, sure. Which just means two arms, two legs, head, and the kind of ex- well location human-esque. you would expect it to be human esque, right? Yeah. So that also again, ghillie suit, etc. Yeah, I think the ghillie suit as our as our like humanoid cryptid creature, similar to descriptions of Bigfoot, but like a nautical Bigfoot, not like so big nautical Bigfoot. Gills. Yeah, or what about like Davy Jones tentacles, tentacle beard? <laughs> I just thought of this. Hold on, actually. <laughs> You I'm, laugh. I'm thinking less tentacles, <laughs> and I'm thinking more crawfish. All tentacly. <laughs> crawfish. Uh, pincers. Actually, Ooh, pincers. Pincers are a possibility, but difficult to do with. I wonder. Either holding props or like I'm. I'm thinking about balance, and I think pincers would be difficult. You just like the idea of having pincers. I do generally like the idea of having pincers. What about that? Okay, making for great audio. Yes, yeah. Something that—that's kind of. I had that as an idea, kind of. So John just sent a picture. What's this from, John? Uh, It's a Marvel comic called Man Thing. Man Thing from Marvel. What? So so a couple things. Sure, but like a couple things I like about this. I like the hump, and like I think that's something that we could do with my head being the hump that allows me to stand a little more upright. It's easier on my back, which my back appreciates because <laughs> old, but, and then have like a head sticking off of my chest. It means we have to make an entire head, but yeah. that's okay. Like we can, I can, we can work with that. You can wrap your head around that. I can wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It was there. It, it was there. That was no, that was good. But I like <laughs> I like the glowing red eyes that this thing has. That's something yeah. we could do with, with a battery. And I like the like the hands and the claws. That's something that I could easily like grab have a staff or something to give myself that extra balance. Right. Balance point. And so I I see some potential here. I've really want to play with like building out foam pieces on the stilts. To make like to give the legs Leg. more shape, yeah, sure. as, as opposed mm-hmm. to you know just long pillars where yeah. my legs. Well, especially for for this creature, it's not doesn't have the same lore as a Wendigo, so the 
emaciated yeah. has no yeah, yeah. thing but bones skin and bones right. is not part of the equation right 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 this thing that you sent john looks more like it has almost like tree roots running everywhere as opposed to sure. like tentacles yeah, it's, it's, just, not, it's, bad, it's not a bad look yeah 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 no sure sure but it's like it's a good look <laughs> I like i kind of like I, I see a lot of elements from from this that i'd like to bring into our our final character yeah comic book save the day again <laughs> So, <laughs> what, were, what were we talking about? Stunning audio podcast. <laughs> yes, that, that is the problem. Go and Google Man Thing Marvel Comics. You'll see what we're talking about. <laughs> no, actually, well, I mean, there's wait, that. No, you know what? More, more to the point. Don't do that. Um, I just heard what actually what words actually came out of my mouth. Please do not Google Man Thing. Go, <laughs> go. Make sure you Google. put Marvel Comics at the end of that. Please Google do. at your own risk. Yes. <laughs> the Haunting You podcast is not responsible for anything you end up with on your Google search. Yes. Please be careful. You put that safe I search on. Not included. Safe I search not included. <laughs> but truly, to summarize this visually stunning audio podcast that we're doing right now, one of the th- ways that we go through, as you can tell, for you know finding a character, getting the inspiration, putting it together, is literally to get onto Google look for things <laughs> that are around the area of what we're looking to do for the mm-hmm. character find inspiration you know again google image search is a great way to go um looking at you know for definitely for something like this spanish moss is going to be a requirement oh yeah Why? because mm-hmm. that's part of because it's such that's a big part, part of, of the bayou you know it's right there so a lot of what we do is this spitballing Googling, sharing images with each other, um, being ridiculous and taking things to the extreme because at some point we find, hey, wait, that's a really good idea. So <laughs> there really isn't, it's not necessarily a case of, you know, oh, we, here's the parameters and we don't want to go outside them. We have really, really fuzzy lines that don't really mean squat <laughs> as long as we can argue a, a way to tie it back into what we're trying to do. Much more and, like and, guidelines than actual rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. such a good movie. Nice. It, it is, is such a great movie. We need to go watch that. And also not a bad place to take inspiration from. Well, again, we were talking about... Um, yeah, uh, Davy Jones. We were talking about Davy Jones. Yeah, Davy Jones. Davy Jones, yeah. Like, yeah, I was, talking, I was like, Barbosa. No, not Barbosa. Although he makes a really good <laughs> Although, movie. yeah, he's, he's not Actually, a bad one either. Do you think we can get Jeffrey Rush for this? I would love to get Jeffrey Rush to do this, but I have doubts. If he's listening, we can't pay you. Not at all. <laughs> Not even a little. I say, in that particular case, we'd probably be better off trying to get Mark Hamill. <laughs> this is true. Do it. Mark, if you're listening, we can't pay you. <laughs> but we love Mark. We'd okay. to have you teach us how to do better voice work. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Just, okay. So voice work master. where do we go from here? <laughs> I think we we know we want to get uh, a couple ghillie suits so we can start using we that to go piece to together the craft store. The ba- yeah, we need yes. to go to the craft store. <laughs> Les, I want you to start working on like it if you could start sketching out what we want to build. Sure. I think we, we I think we need to take all of these ideas and put them together and you are the most artistic of all of us. I know oh, that's sad, but it's a true statement. <laughs> <laughs> Woe is us. Woe is us indeed. I have but no if you can start uh, pulling all of these ideas together into a single concept mm-hmm. that we can 
we can yeah. build off of. I think that's a good place to start. And yeah. then I think uh, a limited what backstory. What are we calling this monster? <laughs> limited. I'm thing. <laughs> Um, but we just said I have no limitations here. By you, baddie. Hmm? <laughs> By you, baddie. By you, baddie. Okay, now I have this like terrible image of really, really, really bad Vogue makeup. On a oh, swamp oh, I'm monster. Pic- I'm picturing like sexy swamp monster. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Bad Vogue. And then now I have to Google sexy swamp monster, and I can't not do it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> I have to do it. Please, God, be okay. I'm not providing you two dumbasses. Oh, I regret my life. Oh, I, oh, oh not, not as much bad. as I do. It's not that I bad. Mis, I misspelled mine and accidentally did sexy swamp mobster. <laughs> <laughs> Some things happened. Some things have happened. The Haunting You podcast is not endorsed Googling sexy swamp mobster. You cannot unring that bell. <laughs> Again, iBleach is not included with this podcast. We are so sorry. But it probably should be. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, that's not that bad. Okay, so I'll get a couple of ghillie suits on order that we can start building off of, and then I'll work on like the foam since you know I have the the uh, the stilts foam. and the legs and the me. I'll start working on uh, getting kind of just kind of getting all the things together that we'll need to start piecing pieces together. Uh, okay. There are a few things on there that definitely should not be there. Oh Lord. I'm afraid okay. I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. No, you don't. So, no, you don't. so uh, less is going to work backstory and an initial concept drawing. And I'm going to start getting, uh, getting the supplies mm-hmm. together and, and we'll move forward with, with this creature. We do need a better name than, you know, Swamp you don't like Bayou Batty? <laughs> <laughs> this is why we should not do the show drunk. Yes. This is why I I haven't even finished my whiskey sour yet. I only just finished my scotch. John, you don't even on, drink. On that note, <laughs> I, I think so. I think we've kind of come to a stopping point on on our creature design. We have <laughs> lost the plot. We have definitely <laughs> lost the plot. So let's take a moment, hear from our sponsors, and then we'll try to get ourselves back on track. So let's get back on track with uh, some shenanigans, because we have not had John for a while, and I think we need some shenanigans. And we're all reasonably drunk, so it's a good time for it. So what's John been drinking? <laughs> I have been drinking a soda with caffeine that has no effect on me, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm too yeah. Ain't that the truth? Um, you got any? You got any? Uh, any shenanigans I prepared? Do, I do, but your stupid behemoth thing is tickling my brain now. I need to find <laughs> a different word. Well, while you think now. while you think about it, uh, this episode shenanigans are brought to you by Purgatory Props, your source for haunt electronics at not so scary prices. Go check them out at purgatoryprops.com. Woo-hoo. But seriously, Purgatory <laughs> Props is awesome. I freaking love them. They are my only source for triggers anymore, and their controllers are just as powerful as everything I'm getting on Fright Props and uh, half the cost. So yeah, definitely go check them out. And they will be at Fear Expo, so you can go check them out there on the show floor. Excellent. All right. You ready? Are you so, ready, John? 
I am. Uh, I I only have one, but it's. I feel like there's a couple of options for each one, and plenty of options to explore. So I think it'll take us to where we need to go. How about um, it? What board game? Board game, mind you. Would you most like to be in real life, and which one would you least like to be in? So in Jumanji. like be be drug into the but yes, board but game. to get Jumanji. If one of these <laughs> to board get games Jumanji. comes to life. <laughs> So I'm gonna ban I mean, Jumanji that's because that's already cooked. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For our generation, using Jumanji as a, yeah, <laughs> using Jumanji as a verb is completely legit. I think that, I think it is. You okay? You can't pick Jumanji. That's cheating. You can't pick. You can't pick Jumanji. That's fair. So which what would so the question is what so would the we one that you most like be... to be Jumanjied into, and what would we least like to be Jumanjied yes. into? Does it, it depends count? on what you want to do? That yeah. my real job is basically battleship already. See, but, I mean, I suppose, but <laughs> I mean, it's, it's your I don't, choice. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, my life is already kind of a game of battleship, and so I'm not going to pick that. But I just wanted to throw it out there. Have you ever sunk someone's battleship? And I do mean battleship, not rickety old. <laughs> I have. I have sunk. Boat. I have sunk many a uh, drug runner panga. I have never sunk a battleship. Okay, I'll allow that. Thank you. I'll ex- I, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm still trying to think. I think Monopoly does give you that that chance to get rich. Yeah, but so few people actually get rich, and it mostly just destroys families. Speaking from tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not. <laughs> no. I know the least. I know the one I would least like to be in. Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> I actually think that one might be the one I want to be in, just because of how ridiculous it is. David Bowie's flaming. And f- you're the one who's having. Oh, sorry, no, no, no. Daniel Radcliffe. Eye bleach. Yeah, like Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. <laughs> yeah. That, that, Damn it, that Kane, you talked to me until finally. David Bowie has what on a flame on the flaming tiger or something like that, like. David Bowie is involved in this game. I forget how. David Bowie on a flaming tiger is a bad thing. That's Something like saying. that. <laughs> I am. I did not say that. I just said he was involved. That's a great. I never point. said you it was good or bad. That's the one I want. <laughs> Final answer. I had what I think Leslie's going to choose, but I'm curious. I, I'm, I, I'm, the, I'm running through lists of board games right now. I yeah. think Ooh, so Operation. Buy you, Operation. I do not want to yes. be. <laughs> So Les, Leslie already did that. Land. I, oh, yes, I did. You, you so would. You so I'm not would. Go to I thought Leslie was going to choose Munchkin. <laughs> That's but, a good one. But Munchkin is like one of those that just leads you to like death. Well, <laughs> yeah. We're oh. talking about Battleship, for God's sake. <laughs> 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 Ooh, firing being hungry, hungry hippos. at each other. Oh, that's a good one. Actually, wait. I think I would, am I the hippo? I don't think I would want to be or am I on the board being eaten by a hippo? So that's the point I was going to tell you about <laughs> Operation. Neither of those are a good situation to be in. Think of, what if they do you not want me the, to be the doctor? Well, no, but neither do you. If you screw up, you get electrocuted. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I do. I do. Operation definitely do not. 
patients are having rubber ducks and bread and all kinds of crap removed from you. Do you remember, or like freaking mousetrap? Can you imagine <laughs> mouse being trap. on the board of freaking mousetrap? <laughs> oh my God, that'd be horrible. <laughs> I'd want to either be in so Candyland or Munchkin. I do not okay. want to be in Labyrinth. Oh, that's a yeah. good one. The other one I had thought of was Risk. I'm not sure I would want to. I freaking be love this. Risk. That game oh. is so awesome. It's a good game. But what, I would to be, who, who's gonna Who's gonna be in Clue? Well, oh, okay, I, hold on. I don't want to be in Clue. So that <laughs> depends on if this version of Clue. Are you playing to find out who the murderer is, or are you in danger of being murdered? No, you're in danger of being murdered. Okay, then I'm out. <laughs> or you're doing the murdering. Hmm. All, that's also a possibility. If I'm just trying to find out who did it, then I'm then I'm on board. Speaking speaking of which, I watched Glass Onion. It was oh awesome. yes, I ah! freaking loved it. Yeah, I need to watch that this weekend. You need to watch so it. It was good. so good. It was it was not as good as Knives Out for those who have who are not familiar. Basically, the sequel to Knives Out, uh, Glass Onion, came out on Netflix just recently. It's not it's not a sequel in the traditional sense. It just has the same you know the same detective. Solving another case. So it has nothing to do with the first one. So if you've not seen the well, first one, it, that's okay. Go see the second one. But see the first like one. Daniel Craig awesome. in it. Yeah. It does. Yeah. yeah it's it's Daniel like Craig in it. I do not want to be in Gator Golf. <laughs> I do not want to be eaten by an alligator. Oh my God. I forgot about Gator Golf. Or freaking end up like, uh, what's his name from Happy Gilmore? What? Oh, Happy Tubbs. Gilmore? Oh, Tubbs. Tubbs. You ate Tubbs', Tubbs hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what would happen. Okay. Um, I have not yet found a game that I want to be in. Like, <laughs> let's see, Candyland. Well, no, Candyland's probably not the safest. What, and and Leslie safest. already stole that. Like, I can't. Yeah. I can't do the same thing Leslie did. What about shoots and ladders? That might be fairly safe. That sounds kind. Mm, of, it sounds kind of fun. Ladders. I don't know how not interesting it would be. Snakes and ladders version. Uh, snakes, yes, yeah, snakes and ladders. <laughs> the snakes and ladders version might not be quite as fun. Um, let's see. It's chess and checkers would be dangerous. Yeah, but kind of let's boring. See. Like, ooh, apples to apples. Oh lord, that oh, falls that under be that... almost as bad as Cards yeah. Against Humanity. If you're playing, yeah, almost, almost as bad. Or, right, it's up there. Ooh, I want to be in Pokemon. Huh. Of course, I want to catch you them all. Oh, you do. <laughs> so wait, are you the trader, the Pokemon, or are you the ball? I'm definitely the ball. I thought you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're the ball. New haunt idea: haunted Pokeball. Okay, I just basically I want to paint K red and white. That's where this ends. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of on board with this. I don't think it needs to be involved with the haunt though. But what if we were to paint you? We could just make this happen. A, we could just paint. Okay, fine. But can we like roll you into things? Yes, hundred percent. Like scream, go! Where? And then we roll you into like a couple. Hundred percent. Yes, like Indiana Jones style. Yeah, I'll we'll just, just roll you into. I would just go rolling. People. I would just go rolling over people, like okay. ro- randomly rolling through the corridors of the haunts, like <laughs> like the ball video. out of this Raiders of the Lost Ark. This where, is our viral video. Where do we get one of those freaking 
hamster balls that you can balls. like climb. Yeah, the hamster, the human-sized <laughs> hamster balls. Amazon. We need one of those. Everything's sure on Amazon. Amazon. Everything. I'm sure Amazon. Amazon has it. If one of our sponsors is listening and is willing to help us purchase one of these human-sized hamster balls so that we can go rolling after people inside the haunted house. Uh, please contact us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash haunting you or Instagram at haunting university or Twitter at haunting universe one or uh, our website at haunting And let us know that you are willing to help us make this happen because we want to talk to you. On behalf of our sponsors. Why on earth would we do that? Well, because we will put their logo on the ball. <laughs> It's going to be the last oh thing. And then I can roll around running people down. <laughs> Seriously, if anyone's interested in doing this, let's talk. Just picturing them talking okay. to the police. Did you see any markings? As a matter of fact. <laughs> About that. <laughs> oh, this is Gosh. taking a crazy turn. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge fan. So I think where I'm at is I do not want to be in operation. And I want to be in the game of life. I mean, okay. Uh, yes, you can choose it's probably the path of no children. <laughs> <laughs> I can rethink all of my choices that I have made to date. No. <laughs> no I'm Not just to say I would change any of Buffy. them. Stop, get that out of your mind. I'm just imagining the scene from Buffy where Anya is playing life. And she's like, can I trade in the children for more money? <laughs> Hold up. Is that a thing? I, I think no. it is, but it's also a crime. Wow. Of course, of course, it's a crime. Yeah, obviously. It, if it would help, it, of course, it's a crime. Yeah, I pretty much assume that anything Anya does on Buffy is a <laughs> crime or socially unacceptable. Yeah. Just a safe, safe blanket assumption to make. Ooh, I also don't want to be in the floor is lava. Uh, okay, that's the. Uh, <laughs> now that one I could have fun with. I yes, you could, John. I don't think you've answered yet. <laughs> Sorry, I'm picturing Leslie's haunting university ad. It's haunting university. Do crimes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do the crimes. That's all it says. Okay. Uh, no, so, I'm absolutely uh, advocating. Don't do the crimes. You I, said I don't theft. Believe you. you you did not other than other than theft you did not disavow any others. Oh, John, you want to be in crocodile no, dentist? She did not rebuttal that. All right. Well, what was that? You want to be in crocodile dentist? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the crocodiles. Mean, only if I'm allowed to talk like Steve Irwin. You the time. Done. <laughs> okay, seriously, though, what's I, your choice? So I think I'm going to go with. I would go with Cards Against Humanity. I want, I want that randomness and insanity and chaos in life. I want that, that chaos in my life. Yes, I will take that. Uh, and I don't. I don't want to be at risk because I feel like I would die in seconds. I think that's accurate. You just gotta get yeah. yourself isolated in Australia and just hold Australia. <laughs> just hold on. That's it. That's it. Pick it. What about find an I island think... somewhere and that's your fortress. I think I could make it yep. through Settlers of Catan, but I don't know how well I do. That's okay. Like you just have to survive. Like I came to that realization <laughs> recently. Like I'm okay with like Perfect not trail. being remembered. I just want to survive. Like 
<laughs> I don't care. <laughs> if I don't if I don't leave a major mark on the world, I'm I'm okay with that. I, you know what I think Oregon is interesting? Trails. Yeah, Oregon Trail. Is it, is, well, is one you do not want to be on? Ooh, can we can we know. modify this question slightly? To video games. To video games. Computer games. <laughs> See, that's what I was afraid of. <laughs> that gives us so many more options. So that I want to be. In, I me... want to be in Mario. I want to go around, I knock on bricks, and randomly get money. Lego. I want to be in all the Lego games. <laughs> you can't die. Exactly. <laughs> you get to build random shit. The oh my gosh, that would be fun. You get to break stuff, build stuff, and get money. Yeah, that would be thing? a blast. That would be a blast. Absolutely. I, I do not want to be. In, I do not want to be in Doom. <laughs> See, I was picturing some of the Arkham series as I can drive the Batmobile, but man, Leslie has a really good point. <laughs> Damn it, Lego Batman. Lego Batman. <gasps> oh my god! Wait, Leslie, did you claim all Lego games? I did, but I can allow you yeah. one Lego Batman out of the three. Ah! Okay, I'll take. <laughs> the reason I didn't throw video games in there because that was a pure Pandora's box situation. That hundred percent, I totally see that now. It's it's a, it was a good call. <laughs> so before we wrap up today, we have a couple things that we need to do, and the first is something brand new that we have offered for the last year, but no one has actually taken us up on. And I'm kind of excited that someone finally took us up on it. One of the many ways that you can sponsor and support the Haunting You podcast is by sponsoring an episode. And if you sponsor an episode, we will actually bring you on the Haunting You podcast to talk about whatever you want to for part of the podcast. And since this was going to be a relatively short episode anyway, because we were uh, just designing a, a costume, I thought this was a good one to do this on. Ask you a quick question about, the, about this segment, just in general. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Are Haunting You employees exempt from purchasing time on the show? No, you can totally purchase time on the show. Sweet. <laughs> what do you That's want to say? I don't know yet. I haven't decided. <laughs> I haven't decided. Send me the link. Well, if you want to find the link and all the ways that you can support <laughs> the Haunting You podcast, go check out hauntingyou.com and click on our sponsorship page. And it will tell you all of the various ways that we can uh, help you get your word out to the haunted attraction industry. If none of those options work, we will happily work with you to create a custom solution as well. Go check it out at hauntingyou.com. So Mr. Steven Sortaika, welcome to the Haunting You podcast. Thank you so much for having me on. It is an absolute pleasure to meet you, sir. You are with Standout Marketing and uh, also the Chief Operations Officer of the Chamber of Haunters. Yes, yeah. We're a uh, marketing agency out of Buffalo, New York, specializing in haunted attraction marketing and have been a part of the haunted house industry for roughly 21 plus years. Joining on with the Chamber of Haunters, being on the board um, and helping facilitate the growth of that organization as well over the past couple of years. Yeah, I'd love to pick your brain a little bit about the chamber, but you know, mm -hmm. this is really focused on what you can do with standout marketing. Can you talk just a little bit, just real briefly, what your role with the chamber is? Yeah, so the chamber is an exciting new organization that's shedding a little bit of a breath of fresh air to the haunt industry. Um, we're providing education, we're providing grants, we're providing support. We're providing forms, a ton of different benefits to our members, both small and 
commercial grade, large haunted attractions. We even have, you know, an, an enthusiast section. So you don't even need to be haunted house owner, Ooh. operator, actor. Yeah. We do escape rooms, paranormal societies, so on and so forth. And the amount of knowledge within that is so willing to just be passed about between the members is astronomical. I've never seen it before. And being part of the haunted attraction industry for 21 plus years, you see the separation that happens and the, oh, I'm not telling you my numbers and no, I'm not giving you my employee handbook and I'm not giving the secrets of the trade away. And, and to join this organization and help facilitate the growth of it and see the the willingness and the true membership term come to life is, is awesome. And, and I think that we're on a great path with the organization. Uh, it's consistently growing year after year. Um, we've partnered with Texas Haunters Convention, who has been such a support to us, having us out at their show exclusively, and then growing our members through there and, and consistently growing year after year, month after month, and providing these educational programs and benefits to the members. So it's it's been a, a lot of fun, and it, it's really awesome and, and truly cool to be a part of. Absolutely. And for all of our listeners, if you want to learn more about the Chamber of Haunters, go check out episode 66, where we had the president, Robert Knowlton, on uh, talking about all the awesome things they're doing for 2023. And of course, you can find out more at their website, chamberofhaunters.com. But today we're here to talk about standout marketing. Talk a little bit about your background, like what roles you held over that 21 years you spent in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... uh, yeah. So let me go back even further, I guess. Home haunting and <laughs> my, my poor parents and putting up the black tarps on the, the front porch and oh, our, oh, yeah. our two-story <laughs> garage. Yeah. I charged 25 cents for walkthroughs. Oh, oh mm-hmm. man. Nice. Yeah. I was making a killing of a whopping <laughs> maybe $1.50 a night. Solid. Solid. But that continued to grow. And, you know, over the years of me just doing it for fun, I started to receive donations, whether it was corn stalks, hay bales, things of that nature. My parents wound up renting a popcorn machine. And then we started to accept donations for a local girl who had cancer that was in the hospital. And my, uh-huh. my parents knew her. I had no idea who she was. I just, at that point in time, I think I was I want to say 14 years old. So this was mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. This, was, this was probably early 1990s. I had no idea who the kid was. And I just said, I just love Halloween. So I don't, I don't care what you guys do out on the driveway. I'm inside. <laughs> We're scaring right. people. I want to hear screams. <laughs> so at the end of it all, my parents tell me, so, hey, just let you know, we raised 500 bucks and we donated wow, it to that awesome. girl. And I was like, oh, cool. Awesome. So right. year after year. We did this and it got bigger and my parents would complain because they couldn't park the cars in the garage in the driveway. <laughs> that sounds um, familiar as well. <laughs> yeah. So my, my friend's uh, and hairstylist and she came to me in 2002 and she says to me, I cut somebody's hair who's opening up a haunted house locally. Do you want to go talk with them? And I was like, sure, let's do it. And so we went and 
back back then minimum wage was five dollars and 25 cents here in, in buffalo and we walked in and i'm like oh man i smell that smell of haunted house and i was like holy <laughs> crap my whole body's tingling i'm like i need to be in this building i don't i don't so I told my friend, I said, I don't really care what he's going to pay us. Like, I, I want to do this. <laughs> so he's like, hey, how's you guys are hired. Um, how is 10 bucks an hour? And I was like, Ooh. what? I'm a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> how old were you at this point? I had to be freshly 16. Yeah. Okay. So like I was just in the workforce. It was, <laughs> yep. Yep. It was awesome. Right. I had yeah. Burger King during the day at five twenty-five, right. and then $10 an hour at night doing the haunted houses. So I'm like jumping yeah. up and down. So I did that for about two years, got obviously got into college and that typical transitional story of I have too much going on. I thought at yep. that point I was yep. getting too old and my body was achy for it. Um, I of course think back now from today and laugh at myself for even saying that. <laughs> uh, I so, feel that in my lower back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. I went to the owners and I said, listen, I don't know if I'm coming back this year. I'm exhausted. I got school going on. I got my daytime job. And he said, well, that's perfect because I was actually going to ask you to kind of be like a manager and oversee things. My two brothers want to step out. I'd love to have you step in. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not leaving yet. So after that, there was a transition with another local haunted attraction. Did that for another couple of years. And then early 2010-ish, we merged with probably the largest in the area. So myself, as well as an attraction and some of the employees merged over with this company, which was a godsend. You know, We looked up to them locally here in the market. So I, it was an honor to kind of step into the general manager position and kind of take over the reins there, bring in some employee programs and handbooks and, you know, disciplinary actions. Um, but at that point in time, I was working for a large financial institution in a manager position. So we were going through all these managerial trainings and you know, employee retention and employee engagement and all of that stuff. And I, I took all of that from the finance side and said, let's incorporate that into here. Yeah, they're employees with us for only, I don't know, we're in operation 25 days of the year per se. Let's engage with them and see if we can get our, you know, our turnover rate lower and, you know, have really good employee engagement. And, uh, you know, let's implement some programs and let's get these guys working for the same dollar amount, but let's get everybody on the same board, which is to make this successful, make money and be the biggest in the market. And we did that. And it was phenomenal. Our turnover rates dropped tremendously. We had employees that were coming in year after year. So we were only hiring roughly 30 to 40% on the replacement side of the following year. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So it was great because you had that foundation of those returning employees where they almost mm-hmm. kind of took the reins and trained those employees. We had rigorous training processes, orientations that, that we followed through with and so on. So 2019, right before, you know, I kind of sat back and said, I need to slow down. You know, I, I grew a little family. My back was really starting to hurt. We were, we were doing international travel, international attractions. We had escape rooms, so on. And I just said, I, I think it's time that I slowed down 
there's, there's not much growth here for me anymore. I've tapped out and it's time to, to pass the reins over. So I did it about for nine years, nine or 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, wow. Okay. I opened standout in 2018 and kind of started that preliminary transitioning out. So I had something to lean back on. So 2019 left and then the big bang happened. And then <laughs> here we are today, 33% of our portfolio base is haunted attractions. We really focus in on, you know, small to medium attractions. Uh, we don't have any big guys under our belt. It's not really our focus right now. Our focus are those small and medium guys because they have no support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it because it make you know, it, you're one of us. So yeah. it, it definitely, yep. it, it, we feel a connection there. Yeah, so, cool. Since we're, like, like Kay said, we're, we're mainly focused on you. So what, what can Standout do for haunted attractions? Like, what could we expect from that? With the history that we have and the experience we have, there's really not much we can't do, right? Okay. We do design material, right? So we can design your posters, logos, tickets, Love anything it. of that that sorts of nature. Um, and I'm just kind of rifling through the things that we've been contracted to do for our clients. So sure. the biggest things is going to be social media management, ads management, whether it's Google, Meta, Facebook, Instagram, and things of that, YouTube, not really haunted house related, but then, you know, website design. And we've done a couple press releases for some okay. clients across the board. I mean, we can do media buys if we're getting to that level, mm-hmm. we consult on some media purchasing and some, and then some nice. negotiation for some clients locally. But the, the biggest things the attractions are reaching out to us for are the social media management, the ads, and website design and things of that nature. And the reason that they're reaching out to us for those three things is because our turnaround times are like less than six hours, right? So, Holy wow. Holy yeah. Cow. I probably shouldn't advertise that um, because as <laughs> the expectation is set now. Yeah. I know. I'm like, should I say an hour, which is what it really is? No, we'll do six hours just to give me something away. Just you, you want me to edit that out? I can't yeah. promise I will. No, it's all right. It's okay. Being a big part of attractions over the past 21 years allowed me to understand the stressors that we experienced throughout those years. Right. And a one-week turnaround time on a website edit's unacceptable in the haunt market. And the season is only 30 days long. Mm-hmm. You lose a mm-hmm. week, you've lost a quarter of your season. Yeah, it's, it's and, and when you don't know how to do it yourself, you're at the leisure of the other guy or, yeah. girl or whoever's designing your site. So it's like super frustrating. And, and we've, I've been in the situation where before we did website design, we had somebody handle arts and it was... They're only responding to us in the middle of the night. And, you know, for us, we started transitioning our timeframes to the middle of the night so that we could work with these people. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to work in the middle of the night. I have to be up for nine right. with media firms. Yeah. So, you know, we list all those stressors that we dealt with over those years and kind of taken them and said, our hot clients are not going to experience those same stressors that that we experienced back when we were running attractions. Non-haunt clients, their delays are gonna be a little bit longer, um, but we understand the time restraints when it comes to haunts. So I I just had a call with a a potentially new client on Monday and they said to me, so 
what is your turnaround times? Because we worked with so-and-so and it was about a one week turnaround time for upset edits. And I, I told her, I said, in October, I carry my laptop around and my wife and family make fun of me and laugh at me. <laughs> so, um, my, my turnaround time is pretty quick just because I understand the severity of things. So mm-hmm. to step back, the three biggest things are the website design, the ads management, the social media management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, I, I just love basically everything you said there because so many, for so many haunts and whether they're big or small, that, that entails just that list. Mm-hmm. What you said entails going to several different entities to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. To take, maybe you have two that handle this one. You've got some over here that do these things for you. So you have to, you know, manage that and those relationships with several different, you know, businesses, which is, it's a huge pain. Yeah. And, and, and what's even more frustrating and just speaking from experience was non-data driven analytics, right? So Uh we are extremely data driven. So I want to know if I spend a thousand dollars on a Facebook ad or meta ad, how many ticket sales did I get out of it? You know, and and what's very, very popular is a lot of haunts, and I, I don't know if they're still doing it now. This is what we did back in the day is the local radio station, right? We sure, buy ads sure. at the road, local radio station and they would come back and say, well, yeah. So we ran a, a campaign for radio and this many listeners listened to it. It's like, well, great, but I want to know true numbers. Yeah. So that's when we started how, digging. How many of those listeners turn into or buy tickets? Right, yeah. exactly. And they can't give you that data and they kind of go him and hawing and, and they kind of beat yep. around the bush. Yep. And then they say, well, you know, we can install analytics on your website and we can understand a bump in traffic, but you can't guarantee that that bump in traffic came from the radio ad. It could have been a yeah. social post, like anything, a new article could have dropped from your press release or something along that lines. So for us, like we started to really scale back on, on things that didn't allow us to truly track data and understand that our money is being spent correctly. And then of course the cost, you know, the, the cost per acquisition. So like how much was it costing based on those ads? We ran a thousand dollars on an ad, but we saw 3000 tickets come from that. So from that point, it's like, okay, yeah, it's definitely worth it. Let's, let's take money again away from television and let's go put it this right. Way. That's such a huge part in, in that management for that is, is allocating your resources correctly. And that data can be just a massive resource for that. The most frustrating thing for a new client coming on is that they come in and they say, all right, I've, I've got this many ticket sales and I did my ads, but I just did it in a, a hundred mile radius of our location Mm-hmm. And I did it for whatever. And I said, all right, well, how many ticket sales did you generate from that? I don't know. And it's like, well, <laughs> right. how much did you spend on it? Mm, $5,000. Whoa. Okay. Ooh. So you spent 5,000 bucks. You have no idea if it's working and you just let it right. kind of run. And they're like, yeah. well, yeah. And it's like, no, okay. We need to see events and understand if a visitor and, and is coming through your ad and landing on your website, are they stopping at this specific page? Right. So probably every week we sat down with our clients during the season, if they had time and said, all right, we're, we're getting a thousand people have stopped at the add to cart page. So either they're questioning your pricing or they're just checking out how much it is and they're going to either buy tickets, so on and so forth. If they were happy with the ticket purchasing number, 
generally speaking, we only ran a smaller campaign to retarget those visitors, right? To say, yeah. hey, you kind of you kind of stopped halfway. Here's a little coupon to boost you, boost you through sure, or sure. To actually yeah, yeah, yeah. purchase a ticket. So it's little things like that where it was like, oh man, you had all this potential of retargeting all the people that may have seen. And they said, well, yeah, we, we, we got 188,000 impressions just from that $5,000. I'm like, great, but you don't know if any of them bought tickets. You right, know, and, and right. if, if they didn't, did you retarget them, use a coupon code, get them to really capture that, that sale? And then from there, you truly understand all the data. So it's a little bit of a, a, a frustrating aspect because the one client that we had for full transparency came back and they saw a growth and they were happy with the growth, but they said, well, Steve, how do we know that they're new customers? Like I saw a lot of new people in line compared to returning customers, <laughs> right. but like the bump up was not what we expected. And it's like, but how do you know that? Right. I have I have actual numbers here to show you that the ad led to these sales, right? And yeah, and they're yeah. like, well, yeah, I guess that that is a good point. Like now <laughs> we do have true numbers to see that because they were just going off of, I think they were using at that point Ticketly, and uh, they said, well, you know, we did this many in in Ticketly last year, and I'm like, great, you have no idea where they came from, and they could have been yeah. just from the box office, so. Those are a couple of the hurdles and the understandings that we go through in the transition of having those conversations in the beginning. You touched a little bit on the question I wanted to ask without going into like your method or, you know, anything too sensitive about how you do business. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about how you track those numbers or how you mm -hmm. gather that data? Yeah. So there's a, a couple different things, right? So set up, we don't charge a setup fee, although I, we probably should because of the time that it takes to invest <laughs> into getting an account set up. Biggest struggles is getting that access into their ad accounts. If they have ad accounts, sometimes the client's just hitting boost post, uh, which we don't recommend because you miss out on all the data um, in uh -huh. the back end. We need to get into their ads manager account from there in that ads manager account. We'll then set up what we call events. And those events are triggered when customers from their ads specifically trigger them different areas, either on their website or their ticketing platform. So from there, we can export that data as proof right to the customer to say, here are all the transaction IDs from your ticket sales that are matching all of the leads coming in from your, uh, from your ad campaign. So that's on the Facebook and, and Instagram side of things. And on the Google ad side, Generally speaking, clients are just doing more of a branding experience on that side. But again, we okay. can still do the conversion tracking. I do have to say that we sometimes run into tracking problems just because some of the third-party ticketers don't allow us to specifically place tracking at certain areas that we need to. Mm -hmm. um, but some of them are really good at allowing it. So that's just a conversation we have with the client to say, this is as far as I can track a user that that ticketing software allows me to. Anything outside of that, I can't do it. So in that case, we go to the client, we say, you know, we think Google Ads should be more of a branding. We can push any, you know, service or message we want. But at that point, tracking is going to stop right at this page. And I can show them exactly the stop point. I want to pick your brain more on that, but we'll, we'll come back yeah. to that. Sure. <laughs> uh, let, let's talk pricing. Obviously, the more that you're able to invest, the more I think you're able to do. But for 
someone who's just looking to do business with you, what, what mm-hmm. are they looking at for, for various services? Yeah. So that's a tough question because our price points for specific things are variable. So you take a look at like social media management and that's going to range anywhere from, you know, 3000 and up depending on what they're doing and how many posts that we're posting for them. But Uh that price point includes the creatives, the graphics, the verbiage and content. And of course, you know, the access of driving the clients over with tracking links as well. So we can see full analytics of who's clicking through those links over to wherever we're directing them. And then on top of that, we provide, you know, monthly reporting. They also little secret with those price points, they get my personal cell phone number. So at any point in time, (laughs) they can live dangerously. It's a, it's a rough life in October for me. (laughs) I bet. I bet. But, um, you know, Surprisingly, I do have to say that I think I texted our clients more this year than they actually reached out to me firsthand. I'm the one sitting on the couch on a Friday night at my in-laws, you know, eating dinner, texting the Haunt families, you know, hey, what's tonight looking like? Like it's eight o'clock. Is right. it is it busy yet? You know, and it's like that's probably a downfall of mine is that I just care too much. Right. I want them to be successful and, you know, sure. If they're successful, they come back as clients again next year as well too. But also yeah. that little right. bit in me is like, Oh, I was a little, you know, help in that success and growth of the attraction. So from website design, you know, the price points going to vary dependent on what the client wants how many pages, you know, do they have the graphics all done? Are they doing any type of e-commerce? So are they selling t-shirts and inventory mm-hmm. right through mm-hmm. their website? Are they using third-party ticketing systems, so on and so forth? They could expect that anywhere from, you know, 3000 plus for a website. And then ads is 30% ad spend is our management fee. So Okay. Uh, we do have a minimum on that, which is 500. So if a mm-hmm. client comes to us and says, we want to spend $10,000 in ad spend throughout the whole season, our management fee is $3,000 for that. So sure. okay. it's funny that everything lined up to 3000. That's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> I was going to mention something about that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I <was> like, huh. <laughs> weird. I did not do that intentionally. Um, but, uh, you know, with the ad side of things, right. If you're spending $10,000, some of our clients might sit back and say, Holy crap, 3000 to manage it. And it's like, well, we built the graphics. We cut the videos. We build the verbiage. We set up all the tracking and conversions. And then we give you monthly reporting. And again, we're texting you every single weekend. Um, a little uniqueness about us is we actually build out campaigns every single week instead of building one campaign out for the whole season which has allowed us to kind of be a little bit different to my competitors within the market from the trends mm-hmm. that we have seen. Yeah. That allows us to change creative, change verbiage, change offers, you know, if a client seeing a decline in their attendance, you know, which I, I think many attractions saw this past season, you know, we were able to go in and say, all right, we're going to retarget site visitors. We're going to offer them the discount coupons. We're going to offer discounts on Thursdays and Sundays. So those adjustments, they're all worked in so that we're able to adjust those and change those every single week. They don't message me and say, Steve, we got to change the ad. And I'm going, oh, 
<laughs> I was like, and that that gives you the ability to highlight if you have like a special event coming up in the next week. There's a band playing on this day or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gives you that ability to to incorporate those kind of things. Yeah, and we do. Is great. Yeah, the, we we do build them out of schedule. So there's a pre-approval schedule basis that uh-huh. they take a look at. So there's a social post calendar that they would take a look at. And then from there, they have an ad schedule that they take a look at. They see all the money that's allocated to those campaigns. You know, it might be opening night, interviews, opening night, second weekend, lights out event, little kids event, Columbus Day weekend, you know, all those special highlights. So pretty much every single weekend. And then it's going to have a breakdown to say, all right, we're going to spend this much on Facebook, this much on Insta, this much on Google. And this much on Snapchat and TikTok and, and all of that. So they'll take a look at that. Now, they usually come to us and they say, Steve, I want you to take this 20 grand that we want to put into marketing and I want you to allocate it where you think is appropriate. Give us that schedule. We'll either approve or request adjustments. So th- that's generally the, the process. So they know where that money is going from and to. The other difference with us is that we actually we allow the platforms to charge the client and that guarantees that they see that the funds are actually being used for the campaign and not going into our pockets. Mm-hmm. So nice. that's a little bit of a difference on us. Yeah. Yeah. Great. What's a great way for them to get in touch with you? What's the best way? Through the website is probably the best. Our website is standoutad.com. S-T-A-N-D-O-U-T-A-D.com. Secondary option is shoot us an email. Hello at standoutad.com. I like that. And of of course, you know. I know, I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Generally speaking, I'm going to know who you are when you're emailing us just because, you know, being a part of the industry and and I would consider myself a haunt dork. So (laughs) I'm probably going to know. It's funny because the the client that reached out to me on Monday, I was kind of like, no freaking way. Cool. Right? <laughs> I got on the call and I had to play it all cool. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like, so uh, did you ever hear about us? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Who has <laughs> right? Like, how freaking, and I, I lost it. I was like, how freaking cool that I, you guys are reaching out. Like, yeah. I've always wanted to go to your place. And, and unfortunately, you know, being in the industry, like we can never just take off in the middle of October. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, hell yeah, I can't wait to see it. I know, I know that exact feeling when Leonard Pippen uh-huh. came up into my room that, uh, when I was at Fear Expo last year and introduced yeah. himself. I'm like, of course I know who you are. <laughs> who doesn't, right? <laughs> exactly. Where do you find you get the most bang for your buck? Like what advertising, for lack of a better word, venue, do you think people are getting the best bang for their buck? Great question. So every single client is different. Really? Um, we we have had clients that are successful on Google that other clients have not been successful on Google. We've had some clients that were successful at running a YouTube ad with their videos and others that have instantly got shut down due to inappropriate content, right? Ah, Um, We've had huge successors, of course, on Facebook and Instagram. Snapchat's okay. So, you know, I think it's it's all encompassing. And, and that is a huge conversation that we have with our clients that, you know, if you've got your website up and running, your next steps is having the presence on the socials and then mm-hmm. having those ads running on those socials. 
that's where their demographics are at the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the Snapchats, the sure. TikToks. And, um, you know, the clients should be, you know, generating that content on their, their TikToks. We'll handle the content on the socials platforms and then run ads either behind that content or specific campaigns itself. So it, it really depends. And it's truly different on every market. I mean, we have clients that had viral posts go crazy and then, you know, ticket sales went bonkers and they had to shut down and they, you know, sales were closed for the night. You know, we've had clients that were like, oh, that video is going to take off. And it's like, yeah, 300 views. And it's like, all right, cool. <laughs> um, all right, let's try something different. <laughs> I, I, I think the number one most important thing is making sure that their website's top notch from there being on the socials, you know, posting it. it mind-boggling that there's attractions out there that don't use Facebook and Instagram as a free way of posting their schedules and, and whatnot and saying that we're open tonight and your events and, and things of that nature. It's, it's like a secondary website. It's almost necessary. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think that that's truly important. And then having Facebook, Instagram, and Google, the three big guys really, really having ads generating and running on those three platforms from there, that those are the main things that we're handling for our clients that have been the huge successors. What is the one thing that you want people to take away from our conversation here today? What do you want them to remember when they stop listening to the podcast? I think the number one most important thing, there's actually two. So the first most important thing is consistency is key. And I, I can't stress that enough across the board, whether it's their branding their logos, their colors, their font styles, their website, their Facebooks, their Instagrams, whatever. Consistency is key. You have to get in front of somebody, I think somewhere like seven times before they can actually remember that that is in pertaining to you and in sure. the branding experience. So that consistency, but that consistency along with branding also falls down to that consistency of posting on your socials and, and things of that nature. Even if somebody doesn't sign with us, the last thing I want to say to them is, hey, don't forget to post that you're open Fridays and Saturdays, both days on the weekends, yeah. because you're killing yourself. If someone finds your website, they go to your Facebook and they haven't seen anything since September looking for employees. Right. Uh -huh. It's horrible. Uh -huh. Absolutely horrible. And some clients might sit back and say, no, nobody doesn't go to your, no one goes to our Facebook. And it's like, but look at your insights and your analytics and understand your numbers. There's... Yeah. So that's number one. Number two is you're going to have down years. I have lost friendships and relationships over haunted houses and being part of the industry. There's years that we made no money. There are years that bills did not get paid. And there were years that we did exceptionally well, and it just takes time. The best advice I could give is if it's a true passion, stick it out and stay with it even during those hard times. And just ask a fellow haunter. They'll provide you some insight to put that little smile on your face to keep you pushing through and trucking through. And, you know, some of our clients are dog tired at the end of their season and you can hear it in their voice. Oh, Steve, this might be my last year. And I'm like, right. all right, I'll talk to you in February <laughs> when it's transworld. <laughs> and uh, you come back and you're super pumped and you spent, you know, 50 grand at the show and, and bought everything that you wanted. So just to stick it through, there's going to be hard times, but there's also going to be really, really good and fun times. 
the way to overcome that is to not be lazy and just take a look at what's working and what's not working. If you can't track it, you don't know it's not working and everything should be trackable. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. 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 Well, Steven Stortyka from Standout Marketing and Chief Operating Officer of, at the Chamber of Haunters. Thank you for taking the time out to come talk with us today. If people want to get in touch with you again, standoutad.com. Thank you guys. I was pleased about how you, you know, transitioned that segment because you said we have a new thing that we're doing on the show and no one has taken us up on it until right now. And then you paused for a minute. I thought you were going to like take your shirt off and start doing something. <laughs> so I'm pleased with how that worked out. I'm glad that again, went to a much more family. We are only place. bringing you the audio. We are not bringing you the video of these podcasts. Not <laughs> that is for your own sake. <laughs> you brought it up. Hey, put your shirt back on. I have had way too much whiskey sour tonight. How much whiskey sour have you had? My lips are numb. That um You just okay. had the one. That you saw. <laughs> That's what I was asking. How many have you had? No comment. But my lips are numb. Okay. That so, good, huh? so we better wrap we better wrap this up before this gets before much can't because speak at all. Before I can't speak at all, indeed. Uh, but we have uh, of course one last thing we need to do. It is the first of the month, and so we need to knock out the chamber's corner. This case incapacitated. Did you just say yes? She did. I did. We are going to once again give the Chamber of Haunters the opportunity to update us on all of their news and adventures that they have going on. The biggest thing right now is take it away, Robert. Hello, Chamber members and fans. This month will be a big one. We will be attending Fear Expo for our first time. We are looking forward to being there. We hope many of you will plan on attending. Please plan on coming over to our booth and talking with us. We would love to tell you more about the Chamber and how being a member can benefit you wherever you are on your haunt journey. We would love to have you as members of the Chamber of Haunters. Remember, we are home to anyone. You can be an enthusiast to a large haunted attraction owner and anywhere in between. We want to help you all to succeed. Here at the Chamber of Haunters, your voice is heard. So come and be part of this amazing organization that can help you find a home in this ever-growing industry. Hope to see you soon. Thank you, Robert, for that Chamber's Corner. We really appreciate the partnership that we have had with the Chamber of Haunters. If you want to uh, take advantage of all of the awesome things that they have going on, go check them out at chamberofhaunters.com and use the code HAUNTINGYOU when you uh, apply and you can get 50% off your first year with the Chamber of Haunters. All right. <laughs> I do believe it's time to put your butt to bed. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Very much so. You want to give a quick rundown of our social medias, John? Didn't you do all that? Like four minutes ago. Again. You're right. You're right. So I don't even need to do it again. So uh, <laughs> I, I think we can just wrap it up. Definitely go some... check out Leslie at the at uh, Fear Expo in Owensboro, Kentucky, March 23rd to the 26th. It's going to be a good time. So I highly recommend uh, checking it out. They're they're laughing at me. Like I, I give up. Just remember, checking out Leslie can have hazards. Checking in with Leslie, much less hazardous. Remember what we talked about and staying on Leslie's good side. There's tip number one. 
Yes. Uh, Les- <laughs> you know, we, we talk about it often. <laughs> Leslie is stabby, so approach with caution. <laughs> Just so anyone for any of our listeners, that's not a joke. We laugh a lot. That's not a joke. <laughs> Approach with caution. That is not a joke. I'm not laughing right now. Approach with yeah. caution. <laughs> See that laugh should make you all very nervous. <laughs> it, it it makes me nervous. Yes, I'm uh-huh. I'm sober enough to know I need to be nervous right now. <laughs> So, so let's wrap it up. From all of us here at Haunting You, stay on Leslie's good side and have a haunt. Bye, everyone. We are incredibly thankful to all the sponsors who make this show possible, particularly our premium sponsors, the Chamber of Haunters and Fear Expo. You can learn more at chamberofhaunters.com and fearexpolive.com. Check out the Haunting You podcast at hauntingyou.com for more information on everything that we do. Haunting You is a production of the Rocky Mountain Home Haunters, LLC. All audio clips and sound effects are used under a Creative Commons attribution or public domain license from Purple Planet Music at purple-planet.com or the Sound Bible at soundbible.com. Please see the show notes for more information on all the clips used in this episode. Um, how drunk am I?